0: Hey, Peter. Yeah. If a better podcasting gig came along, would you take it? Uh, Is that even possible? No, it's not. I'm Adam Maness. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It Podcast. Daily Jazz Advice coming at you. Coming at you today, sponsored by OpenStudio.com. Yeah. Openstudiojazz.com. OpenStudio Jazz.com. I'm surprised you uh oh, got you, you tripped jazz up on yeah. the
1: brain. I don't know how I missed it. I'm surprised you tripped up because, you know. I, I, I thank you for not lording it over me, but yesterday you had some, what we would call scripted success, oh. and I had some scripted fail. Are we going to actually release that thing? Well, I think so, because it's not going to sound like a failure once Andrew edits it all together. So we had this,
0: we, by me by we, I mean Pete. <laughs> well, hold on. Vert still <laughs> out on who had the idea yet. <laughs> Let's see how it does. Had the idea to <laughs> do, do a video about the seven levels of online jazz education. Yeah. And well
1: seven yeah, seven online jazz tutorial what are we gonna yeah, call it? Seven, like that. seven
0: levels of online jazz, jazz tutorials, tutorials. Right. Yeah. It's gonna be really interesting. Really I almost said really funny. I think yeah. We'll see. We were laughing. We were spoofing some like you know, uh well just a little preview here, like, you know, you'll see stuff like a uh, tutorial that only has an overhead cam, so you only see the instructor's hands. Right, right, yeah. right. And then once, if you ever do actually see them, you're glad that you only saw the hands. <laughs> I don't even know if we left that line. I think we. But
1: I was bad. having a little trouble with my lines, man. Yeah, that was really interesting. And I'm not i mem- I'm not a visual. What do you call it? Uh, you're not a visual learner. <laughs> I'm not really a learner, and I'm not visual. <laughs> no, no. no. What's what do you call that? It's almost like uh, when you can look at something and memorize it right away,
0: visually. Yeah, like a, a photographic memory. Photographic or memory. Like that. I love
1: photographs. Yeah. Big fan of photography, but not a, not much of a photographic memory. Guy. I
0: wonder if you would have if you would have read the script to yourself into like your phone. Yeah, you know, recording it and then, and then her- just like listen back to it and yeah. then you. That's didn't... for me. I mean, because once you were saying the lines, remember that was helping me.
1: Yeah, and then I would say it. Yeah. So like, if I was on set as I was once, <laughs> that's for another day. Um, <laughs> And someone yelled, you know, when they're like, line, yeah. line, give me yeah. that, I would do okay. But if they're like, here's your script, sir, I'd be yeah. like, no, 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 get it away. It was pretty hairy However, for However, you were killing it, though. Yeah, you know, I'm good yeah. At most things. I want to see if that comes across <laughs> in the, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm hoping it was some, some adept editing. You're not even going to be able to tell who was killing it. We are all killing it.
0: What I loved about it is you're just so good at so many things. Oh, so go. to see you Stop not be good Stop. at something, okay, was just, it was a real okay. treat. Yeah, It was a real Adam treat for me. He was on a yeah. cloud nine, as yeah.
1: they say. Okay, so this ties in nicely. Uh, not at all, actually, no, with what we're talking all.
0: about. Uh, we got a speak pipe uh, from Travis. Let's hear what Travis asks. Okay.
2: Hey, Peter and Adam, this is Travis from Augusta, Georgia. Love the podcast. Um, I had a question for you. So if you're gigging, and you're, you're actively taking gigs and you're getting calls and things are kind of going well, how do you or did you in the early time, earlier times balance taking the gigs that you're already committed to that maybe aren't as musically rewarding and kind of like leaving room for the gigs that come up kind of the last minute, but maybe are with players that you know are going to, you know, to be better connections or, or help you play better. So one of my mentors gave me the piece of advice early on to always take the gig that you booked first, no matter what. And, uh, I've tried to stick to that advice. Sometimes I have not, and, uh, things are kind of starting to happen now. So I'm getting a few more calls from people that I'd like to play with. And I've kind of already got some stuff that's in the, you know, that I got to take. So, anyway, that's a question. I'd love to hear your answer. Thanks.
0: Uh, now we're getting into some... Uh, <laughs> You're sweating over there. Of, I see. Uh, you get a little nervous over there. <laughs> well, this is some real, like, uh, this is like some pro musician talk, right? Because yeah. every professional musician I know has, at one point, taken a gig yeah. that they'd rather not be on. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, we've all done it. Yep. Uh, some of us several times. We both have gigs later today. We will not comment on whether or not those. I don't know your gig, and you don't know my gig. But <laughs> my first one is not fun. I have two later today. Oh, two, yeah. Yeah, and the early one is not going to be good. Okay, well, that's what I'm saying, though. But you know, way to put a bad vibe on it there, buddy. It, there's there's <laughs> good. There's good things about it, namely yeah. in the, my mailbox in about a week. So you know what I mean. That's right. the decision I had to make. So, and I think this is an interesting. This is an interesting question, though, because he's more saying like. All right. I have these gigs booked probably for financial reasons. I'm doing them, but they're not musically fulfilling. What if I get a call from someone who I really want to play with? Right, Is it okay to cancel uh, uh, out of that first gig? I mean, yeah. That's a good question. I would say, yeah, I've, I've kind of evolved over the years
1: uh, on this, and I would answer that now. Yes, it's okay to cancel. I was a little more dogmatic in earlier years. Was like you have to honor your commitments and all that. Right. But I'll put a caveat on this. First of all, I think that you know we are all. There's nothing wrong with looking out for yourself. We talk about community, and yes, we want to be and are part of a jazz community and and a community of your local musicians, a community if you're touring with a group and whatever. But saying that, normally you need to look out for yourself because everybody else is looking out for themselves. When you can come together in a group situation, that's wonderful. And, and you can still look out for yourself and do that and be generous and be part of groups. Yeah. But a lot of times people are just like, well, I need to honor my commitment. Honor your commitment to yourself first. Now, that definitely includes not leaving people out there. And so where I've evolved to with this is— if I do agree to do something, I don't look at that as an ironclad. I swear on my my grandmother's grave that I'm going to be there at that time. There's a myriad of things that could come up, health, family, sure. emergencies and all these kind of things. And yeah, sometimes it's a better gig or a better paying gig. I found if the key to it is to have great sub and totally. And it just so happens on several occasions I've got a great sub <laughs> sitting there. And I'm always welcome to. I think I have actually returned the favor a little bit of, on when you've gotten yourself into a little wedgy, a little true. gig wedgy, as yeah. we would say.
0: That's a great that's that's a great <laughs> phone call I get to make when I'm like, hey, so I can't make it, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> Peter Martin's gonna be there. No, but I
1: and I, I but I really think that whatever people's perceived levels or whatever, the, the the trick to this is you take it upon yourself to get a great sub for the gig. That and and you still have work to do though. You've got to make sure that they are prepared. It's not like, oh, I've got a sub and it's Adam Mattis and he's really good. And so he'll come in. Like I've got to make it so that it's as easy for you. Like, say if it's a gig I've done a lot and you haven't done, yeah. I take the time then to sit with you and teach you, you know, show it make it easy on you. So cause the end result is that when you come in, the band leader looks at you at first and is like, Oh, you're not Peter, and then all of a sudden you start playing, you're like, Whoa. This is cool. We can still do all the regular stuff. We yep. can still do whatever. And so I found that to be actually easier than um, I th- used to think it was. And I've gotten more confident with doing that. Um, having said that, you got to have somebody really. I mean, I'm lucky to have you available sometimes,
0: but you're not even always available. So. Well, and it kind of depends on the gig, too, yeah. I think. You know what I mean? On the situation. Like, if you're. Like, there's some situations where, you know, I wouldn't be able to get prepared for a gig. Like, if if it's like. You've been in the band for a long time, right? This is hypothetical. You've been yeah. in a band for a long time. You know all the arrangements. There's yeah. no charts or anything. You guys are just a yeah. band or whatever. Yeah. And then you're like, well, I'm just going to sub out to my boy, Adam, because it's better gig. Like, that's a little, because, like, there's no real replacing that experience. Yeah. And you committed to musically being in there. Right. If it's, like, a party band on the weekends that any keyboard player can come in and f- play right. Mustang Sally or whatever, yeah. like, do not feel bad about going after more either lucrative financial or musical endeavors. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, I even
1: think even the more complicated situation, I mean, if it's not, yeah, if it's totally like, there's just no time and it would just take like, there's no way you could prep. But I think, I don't think any gig is that precious that somebody, I mean, to me, I'd love to think of myself as so important and I'm sure you would like you know, and that we are the only ones that can do it. Stop, stop with all that. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of great musicians that need work, and so yeah, no one's going to do it exactly like you. But you know what? Sometimes you have somebody else come in, and they're they're going to if you help prepare them, and they prepare, and they're good, they're going to nail it, and they're actually going to bring a little something different, which is fun too. Yeah, yeah. And so I really think it's possible. Yeah, there are maybe very limited situations where it's just so specific. I mean, maybe you like with your group, like for the four forty twos, because it's so much. Based around you. But even that, I feel like you could kind of, well, you got to find someone that can play all those instruments. But if you could do that, I think it's possible. It's not going to be the same, but that would just be more work on you. So that's when you get into That's part of the reason I don't do this a lot. I know, because it know is more work. Actually. It's a lot of work. So you got to really want to do the other thing. So this is just for emergencies. This is like you've committed to do something. Maybe it's ongoing, a relationship you don't want to mess up and stevie wonder calls second keyboardist we need them tonight you know who's not gonna understand that you got to take that gig i mean i hope they would
0: understand yeah. Yeah.
1: right? but you do everything in your power to make sure that yeah. the thing that you agree to do because really what you're agreeing and you know what now that i'm hearing this come out of my mouth this is gonna be kind of controversial so i don't know i'm saying like when somebody calls you and you commit to a gig i look at it as you're really especially if it's a one-off thing you're just committing to some a piano player of your level being there. 99.9% chance it's going to be me. But there's a chance it's going to be somebody else, in which case I'm committing to making sure there's somebody sitting at the piano to do what needs to be done on the gig.
0: Most likely me. Well, and let's just put it out here just flat. Like, it's not cool to leave people hanging at all. Like, you can't just leave a gig without a plan. No. Or, like, if you can't find a sub, that becomes a big problem. Right. I think that's kind of... Now we're crossing into the territory of, like, you're kind of being a jerk to whomever hired you for that gig, you know what I mean? Because you you did commit to having a piano player there of that I mean, you you committed yourself, but I do think that if you have a solid sub, especially someone like – you know, if you can set them up for success, or you know, hopefully it's someone that the person who hired you knows and is right. like cool with anyway. Exactly, that's the ideal one, right? When it's like, oh, you can't do it, but Tommy can do it, but I love Tommy. Great, let's do it. You know. Yep. And I think that you know, you and everybody, look, don't just take my blanket
1: statement or our our blanket statement about this. We, we're into to murky waters, as they say. But my belief is, like, as long as you kind of understand the dynamics of the situation, the best way to deal with it when you do have a really highly qualified sub that you have the time to prep them, and you know they're going to come in and kill it, is to just go ahead and make that move. Don't call the band leader and say, is it okay – now look, if there's certain situations. Oh, really? You're saying just I, make the move. I think so because independently. Yeah, Ooh. because you, you know, first of all, you're just opening. If you've already made the decision, we you're not going to be controversial, yeah, yeah. man. This is no, like- no. That's why I say, Kevin, you have to think about the situation. I've done it. I've done it before, and it's actually worked out really well. And and um, we've actually, you've been involved with one of those where I just made the decision. Um, I mean, that was a complicated situation because you started out, for and then I came Blanchard's in. Opera, yeah, yeah. And so, but like, I didn't tell them who do you think I was. Like, look, this is going to be the best thing. That, that, that I mean, look, if they had held me over and pulled out a contract or something, maybe I would have. But I mean, I was just very clear and like, trust me on this. This is what's going to. But I was basing it upon this is that actually was different because it had nothing to do with me trying to do another gig. Yeah, it was more of a scheduling. You were already booked out for yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think that it, it is good because the whole thing is. You're not going to be there, so the band leader is going to be like, oh, there's already going to be this kind of, oh, who's better that you're doing something else? I mean, look, if you're going to your your kid's graduation or something, yeah, of course they understand. I, I forgot it was this. But if you're doing another gig, they're going to be a little bit A little chip on the shoulder because of that But if you come in and say, look, I'm not going to be able To make the gig, I'm so sorry, I was really looking forward to it But I've already, arranged. I've taken care of everything Like this is not going to be a hassle For you, Yeah. in fact, it's even going to be Even more buttoned up, I've already taken Care of it, bam, and sometimes There's even like some financial things where you Where if it's like part of an ongoing thing, you say Look, I'm going to take care of paying them out of my own pocket Yeah. So that, you know, there's things that you can do But the main thing is that you're making sure That the musical situation's covered, and you have to take yourself a little bit out of the the, the ego side of it, um, to to be like I'm so special and precious that I'm the only one that can do this gig.
0: Yeah, try to get someone that could play. If you do that, oh no, though. you have, you to. have to. to. I hope I said that. It's got to be. You know, I, in my trio, I have the great Montez Coleman. Yeah, so it's hard. Montez to... likes to sub out quite a bit. Okay, well, we don't want under... to name names well, here. No, but <laughs> I love him, and I, I'm I'm ready for it. Yeah, but you know, sometimes it's uh, it's a little hairy. It's a little, little yeah. But but that's just because of. You Certain go factors with it here, yeah. you know.
1: But I also think that for um, – and this is not talking about your gig, just talking about a gig that is either kind of lower paying or lower – you hate to say lower on the totem pole, but it's just a more casual thing. Oh, for or, sure.
0: No, it's a weekly gig. It's a lower yeah. paying gig. And yeah, and, you know, sometimes
1: like, people are like, can you do a gig in 2021 on this date? And no matter what it is, I mean, short of being like $100,000 to play, you know, at, 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 at the Statue of Liberty or something – Nobody can like put, I mean, no one's going to put that down and yeah. be like, I can promise, guarantee you 100% I'm going to be there and we'll do this. And I'm let's agree to the price and everything. So, I mean, there's always things come up. You I know, life it. happens. This is,
0: this is very great area. Can I yeah. <laughs> pivot for a minute, though? I think uh, as we were talking about this, I thought of a subject that we really haven't covered here, yeah. but I think is relevant to this and something that as um, uh, as Travis was saying, like things are starting to happen for him. He's getting more yeah. calls or whatever. And so I think maybe we could talk a little bit about, like, what is your process for declining gigs? Because I think this is a little bit of an art form, too, especially if you want to maintain a relationship with that person. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, if it's you a you mean sca- declining them not because of a sketch? Just like,
1: I'm not going to do anything. Well, yeah. <laughs> I
0: mean, but, but you have to say no to a lot of things. And I, like, because you want to say no to them. And yeah. I, I'm starting to more and more have to be like, yeah, this yeah. isn't what I want to do. Yeah. So, like there's, it's, I'm finding though, there's a bit of an art form into like the polite decline, right? So that everybody comes out winning. Do you know what I mean? A little bit, or or feels like they've saved some kind of face. I think economy of words face. is important. Not getting into it, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh,
1: basically, two words that I use: hells gnaw. <laughs> that works well. <laughs> Can you make a gig? At direct. Hell's Peter nah. Martin is. <laughs> No, yeah. So this is good. I mean, I think, I, I don't know. I think that's just. I think. You know, in terms of communicating it to them, for me, whether it's a scheduling thing or I don't want to do it or I don't have time to do it, it's pretty much the same. It's just like, sorry, I'm not going to be able to make that. Thanks so much. Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't do, like, if it's someone I just am not interested in working with because I had a bad experience or something, I'm not going to say, thanks so much. For calling, let's hope we can do it in the future. I don't like that kind of political crap. For sure, for sure. But I'll just be like, you know, thanks for the call. Sorry, I'm not going to be able to make it. And if it's somebody I want to work with, maybe next time, or I'd love to work with you. And I just try to be honest, really. Honest and direct. You know, when people get into all these flowery things and everything, and they think they're being kind and polite to everybody. Thank you so much. It was an honor for you. I mean, you know. To me, that's more about you and your ego because you care so much about what they think about you. Yeah, you're yeah. not that important. It's we aren't true. that important. You know it's what I mean? So true, man. It's a gig. It's yeah. a gig. I mean, yeah. When I get there, I'm going to treat it as very important. And if it's something that I don't feel like I can do, that I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But I mean, all this back and forth, and oh, this, and you know, I really
0: wish I could make <laughs> it. Yeah. No, I think yeah. that's that's exactly the approach that uh, has worked for me as well. And I think it's the same approach that, if going back now to Travis's question, you know, the same approach you can use when. Uh, you need to sub out. Yeah, you know, just be honest and direct about it. You know, you don't. But economy of words is also important. Yeah, like you don't have to. And like for sometimes you were saying, you can sub out. Yeah, and trust that you know, and just do it, and then tell them like, hey. uh,
1: And I think at a minimum, I know you really, your eyes really what I said about that already arrange it without asking them. But I think at a minimum, have it lined up. So that you have, so that when you tell them, especially if it's more like last. Yeah, you're minute. not saying
0: don't tell them. Like no, a, no, no, some, yeah, yeah. a different person shows up. I've been up. in that situation. I, I didn't too. do yeah. it.
1: Like I've been the one going. I didn't realize. That's how I first worked with Diane Reeves. Actually, I knew her and we played together. She didn't know
0: you were going to be at that. first She did gig. not
1: know I was going to be ah. at the gig. <laughs> David Tarkanski in New Orleans, great great pianist, her his her musical director for years. Yeah. Um, asked me to do a whole tour. And like I knew Diane and I'd played with her. Yeah. Um well I didn't know her well though. Um, but he was like but see, this is that's where I kind of learned it. He didn't quite complete the thing, but like he came over, and showed me all the music and her set. I mean, her set's always a little bit complicated because her book is so big and she doesn't like to have a set list. Yeah. So like we covered like thirty tunes, and he showed them to me. He's like, you got to go to keyboards on this. You got to. He's like, and she likes. I mean, down to the thing of like he's like sometimes when she counts this off, she turns away from the piano. So you got to really listen because you can't see because she's pointing towards the drum. Like he prepped yeah. me. Wow. For the, he was my neighbor around the corner, and like nice. I was excited to work with her. So he really took the time and he had a really good opportunity uh, to, you know, to do a pretty big television show that at the last minute somebody dropped out to score this uh, show called The Big Easy. You might remember from years ago. Sure. And, and and but it was like this three week Europe tour, and it was kind of like he had to do one or the other. So it turned out he was kind of scared. To, he kept saying like I'm going to tell her later, but he was like I want to have an alternative because he'd made up his decision. He's like I'm going to do the. He because he always had dreams of doing the TV scoring so he's like I'm going to do that. Yeah. And so once you make that decision, I think he did the right thing. Do whatever you can. Try to get somebody, the best person you can. Prep them. Yeah. He just forgot about the teller part. Telling her that yeah. yeah.
0: So the tour started. So with, listen, <laughs> when the when the bus shows up to pick everybody up to go to the airport. I'm not going to be there. Exactly. Yeah. And he
1: didn't tell me that either.
0: Oh, man. So yeah. you were like, hey. And <laughs> yeah. She, and, she's and she like, was like,
1: what? No, she later, she's like, hey, Peter. But she was like, real cool then. Because the tour was in Europe, but there was one gig in New Orleans. And I lived in New Orleans at the time. Yeah. At the Superdome yeah. for the uh, Essence Festival. And so I'm down there. And Tork- Torkinowski was going to play that gig. His plan was, he's like, I'm going to show you all the stuff. And he's like, then I'll do the gig in New Orleans. You can sit there and watch. You'll get a flow for the set. And then you'll be good And the next day You guys go to Europe And so I found this out later Like he bought Out of his own pocket My ticket For that whole trip Because you know You can't transfer They'd already bought his ticket wow. So that's the other part That I learned It's like don't say I've got a sub And now you're going to Cost him a bunch of money you know? Yeah yeah And yeah. he paid me Woo. And he paid me So we get to the supernova. Diane's like Got hey. that TV money Yeah yeah <laughs> And um, so uh it did come quite a bit later. I think he had to wait for the TV show. <laughs> but like Diane's like, "Hey Peter, how you doing? So good to see you." I was like, "Cool." I was like, "Man, this is gonna be fun." She's like, "Yeah." So, so what? You have another gig here? What, what's going on? And I, but I still wasn't clear. I was like, I said, "No, I'm just because Torque was like, maybe you can even play part of the show. It'll be a good kind of segue." I said, "You know, I'm just here to to really learn the music and stuff." She's like, "Oh, okay." Cool, you want to sit in or something? I was like, well, David said, yeah, maybe, but we, you know, I figure I'll just sort of watch and then. And
0: then we're going to and Europe. Then, tomorrow. And, and, and then I'll
1: pick it up on the tour. And then that's what I think it clicked. And she looked at me and she was like, what tour? I said, and then it kind of clicked with me. Oh, we kind of looked no. at each other because we both knew Torkinowski, ooh. and we're like, ooh, a certain part. And she was just like, but she was like, looked back to me with like love. And but then she turned away and was just like, Ire because Tork hadn't got there. <laughs> and she was so icy with him, you know. Uh, mm. But once we started the tour yeah. We had a good time obviously and clicked. It was fine yeah. And I think Torquenhouse is a very smart guy He should have said something But he also knew maybe she was going to blow up or whatever so the timing kind of worked out you know i got to see the gig and you
0: know this and did were you then in her band sort of straight away after that or not straight away but it did kind of lead to that yeah. and torque for you used to always
1: tease me for years he's like yeah i knew if i got a really good sub this is what was gonna happen i was gonna lose my <laughs> gig and it didn't really happen like that i he, mean
0: that is that is a risk i did you get the really good sub you're gonna lose the gig yeah
1: but my recommendation on that and i've seen other situations and i really I'm very good about complying with this. Like I always get the best sub.
0: You when you I know, I've noticed when you yeah. sub out with Diane, you get like some seriously heavy yeah. casts. I'm like yeah. I mean
1: Jeff Keizer, sure. got you know, um, yeah. um, Orin that,
0: Evans. Orin, who's that guy in LA? You were using that guy was great. Uh, uh, we'll talk talk later. Oh, okay, it's already a 30 minute episode. I know this
1: was getting kind of long. Yeah, should we do part two on this one? Yeah, let's no. get some scotch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Well, All that right. was a great great question. Thank you, um, Travis. Travis from Augusta. I love Augusta. Have you been to Augusta, Georgia? Man, it's beautiful down there, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know if Travis is native though, because they got a thick, thicker. He's got a little bit of Georgia twang, but not. He might be an Atlanta transplant. He don't have that that Mm -hmm. thick Augusta, or maybe maybe I'm not hearing it. Well, but until tomorrow, you'll hear it.